Hello everyone, welcome to episode 244 of the Loud and Proud podcast. I think the Gremlins or maybe the Seagulls in Crow Park played Havoc on my um, record, recording equipment. Slight crackle, various little parts through the flow of the game. I had to rehash my my opening, my opener. So this is the new opener. Remember, it's just the opener, the flow of the game. After that, all the talking points are crystal clear. We're doublingized. And this is the Talking Points podcast to try and comprehend our sucker punch of a Leinster final defeat. Um, I'll have that and a whole lot more, but first, Oasis. You can probably hear in the background, you, you will hear in the background, seagulls all around me. I'm still here on the seventh floor and I'm going to record this podcast. I'm going to record the flow of the game anyway before it gets too cold and then just delve maybe a little bit further into the talking points. Um, you'll hear from Mickey and Gavin, not Gavin, Mickey and Desi. So you say Mickey and Gavin, Mickey Hart and Desi Farrell. He talks about Dublin. You can see in the way they performed that they were thinking not just about loud, but towards the end, but he answers that question as well. It's tough day, like no getting around it. Um, really, really tough day, tough, tough day in terms of the way the thing ended. It, it, like it was setting up for a beautiful day in terms of the fans, the supporters, the uh, the ambition, the drive, the togetherness, and I don't think that's all lost. I'll, I'll touch on that as well towards the end of the podcast. But right, so flow of the game it's not going to be too long because we all know how the flow of the thing went but there's a couple of crucial moments in that and just it's always nice and I like talking about the matchups as well because as uh, like uh, as the game went on so you had you had in terms of the def- of the defence I'll get to Dublin in a second but who loud picked up you had McKenny picking up uh, Paul Mannion tied it quite well tied it really well on him actually Peter Lynch had another solid game he was on Conor Callaghan Dan Corker picked up Costello. Uh, Bugler was out on the left wing and he was picked up by Leonard Gray. Um, and then Kira Murphy picked up, I think it was Sean Bugler I have down here. No, sorry, it's Leonard Gray and Sean Bugler. Um, Niall Sharkey then was on Kilkenny. And then Scully was on Leonard on Kira Murphy as well, so that was the matchups. Look, it, it, in terms of matchups, it was um, it's more of a systematic error. But on the on the other side, it was Dublin and they, uh, Davy Bourne picked up Kira Downey, Jack picked up Cole. Maybe that's why Cole McKeever was there. Um, Do, um, Darren Newcomb picked up Liam Jackson, and Liam Gannon went on Darren McConnell and then John Small went over right half to pick up Conor Grimes they're, they're having a serious battle every time they go out and play each other and face off against each other who else then <coughs> yeah no that's it oh, sorry Brian Howard as well he's playing centre half back like that was the thing before the game the changes and they're imperious like what I thought Howard was just sensational the size of him he, he, he's really good at bow kick outs that really really up Dublin in terms of the the personnel that changed from the league game just the, the sharpening of the focus from them which we spoke during the week with, with Conor McKinnon that they were going to be sharp they were going to be focused on avoiding that group with Mayo and Kerry and everything towards winning the title as well take that, that, that 
that's how it transpired in the lineup and how they played. Um, but early on, we were very, very once again like it just shows if you're playing at your absolute max and you're flat out for the first twenty minutes, say the first sixteen minutes, it took them until until it took them sixteen minutes to lead the game, and then up until that point, we were absolutely in control. But that's that's how hard and fast. That's how long we could last. Sam won the first free. Costello gets a free. There's two frees shared after ten minutes. Sam then gets the mid-range free kick, which we spoke about beforehand. That was going to be vital, and he nailed that. That was like, okay, this could be on here. Bugler a bit of slack off our own, off that kick out. Two all. That was maybe a beginning sign of things to come. Sam gets another score. First one played, and he celebrates in front of the front of the Hogan stand. Costello levels with a free, and then the first the first lead. Uh, who is that? Oh, Bugler. Bugler with a second point. He's very influential. He's becoming Dublin's main man. That was spoken about during the week on the podcast that Bugler is the main man now for Dublin. He makes them tick. You have to really, really go after him and stop him and, and, and squash him. <coughs> and then, um, yeah, that came from Peach. Peach just gave that ball away in the middle of the field. That put them 4 3 ahead. That was the first time they led in the game, 16 minutes. And then after that, it's just a procession of just pain. It's the only best way to put it. So they hit 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. They hit 1-10 to no reply. Jesus Christ, I didn't even think it was that bad. Yeah, one ten to no reply. We last scored in the 12th minute. Took us 21 minutes for Sam to score another long-range free. We had three points before half-time. Conor Grimes, really good interplay, slotted over. And Craig Lennon, he was brought in. Uh, we emptied the bench today so we got six points before half time but they hit that one ten in between and it's just so hard to stop the momentum it's just got on top of us around the middle of the field in terms of the air breaking ball and Jack McCaffrey was electric in that moment in those moments Con as well in space Bugler added to his tally he got three first half points he has to score the goal in the second half but Con was just knifing us the sense they were taking a mark taking freeze we're getting to 45 but that was the trigger but the, but the scores before half time did give us a little bit of hope you kind of right right we're not completely going to be blown away here we're going to edge ourselves back into the contest and keep it afloat maybe keep it as tight as possible because we did keep it tight enough for 16 minutes you know what everyone was saying beforehand try and keep it as tight as possible and then I was thinking at halftime, try and get back into it, close that gap as much as possible, and hope for a sucker punch towards the end. But it didn't transpire that way. <coughs> um, although it didn't look that way after halftime, Sam nails a free, Liam Jackson gets a score, really good score, into the canal end. The, the Seagulls are really taking off now. Um, and it was a case of, right, could something be on here? Our intensity is lifted here, we're putting it back in. <coughs> then Costello gets a score. I think that, that was his yeah, it was his only score the second half. Free. Sam responds with a free as well. And then James McCarthy gets a goal. Just a uh, just a, a kind of a bundling right down the centre, the way they do at Dublin. <coughs> the hunter right down the middle and cause that. And then Con gets a couple of scores after that. Kenny gets a point as well, he's sicking the whole hand passing the ball over the bar and he does and he sickens us every time doesn't give us a chance at all just makes a hundred percent certainty and it just kills us completely that put them 216 to 10 up Conor Grimes gets a great score then over the bar Kenny with another hand pass over the bar he's got three fisted points over in the second half Bugler serious run gets a goal and that put them 317 to 10 ahead small adds to his tally then Larry get three in a row three in a row through Sam 
that's his six seven no seven eight nine point forty five one of those mid-range frees and a good score as well and then another free I made a three eighteen to eight to thirteen then Kenny gets a hand pass another hand pass hand pass prick I had down here and then Paddy Small gets um I don't mean I don't mean to be disparaging on Kieran Kenny absolutely oh killer player but he was missing those ones early on when he was kicking and giving us a chance of just talking sport hate here and how he's just hand passing that ball over just knifing us every single time then Paddy Small gets the goal smash league and smashes the ball off the crossbar and it comes back down Paddy Small just massive man walked by him one day in Dublin and just beast of the man climbs up over Peach I think Dean Rock was there as well but then he then gets his first score of the game his only score of the game in response to the goal Dean Rock then punches over he could have had a goal he took mercy on us Sam gets a free then Pascal gets another one he's another lad coming in hungry to get his place another lad Sean McMahon gets a score as well to make a 5-21 final score against 15 points tough going at the office that's the flow of the game I'm going to get into all the talking points now but it's worth listening to Desi Farrell in the early part uh, anyway in terms of my, my questioning and then um, we'll go straight into Mickey then as well Yeah, um, happy, happy overall, happy with the performance. Um, you probably could not be. Um, the first ten, ten minutes, uh, definitely, um, you know, I don't know what it was, but we weren't at ourselves. And, um, you know, once we settled into the game, we got a fairly sustained period of dominance in that first half uh, that we capitalised on and racked up, I think, one seven, one eight, maybe something like that. And, um, uh, that set us up, um, and that was the making of it. You know, loud got the last three scores before half time. So, th- a timely reminder to us heading into half time that uh, what they're capable of doing if we took the foot off the gas. So, um, we had to guard against complacency. And to be fair, I think we, by and large, kept the intensity quite high throughout that second half. So, so that was pleasing here. Yeah. In, t- in terms of oh yeah no definitely I think you know you can't afford to um, take your eye off the ball so to speak and uh, you know the couple of changes we made were probably uh, in terms of personnel relative to what we were going to face today um, and Loud had been very impressive uh, throughout, so we definitely weren't going to take them for granted. And um, we prepared well, and the lads put in a lot of work. And um, you know, the atmosphere around the place was was pretty good over the last uh, two weeks. And uh, it, it was, I think, it was reflected in the performance today. Does he check for the hamstring? He no, just he had an awareness. This is great word now that we all have awareness of something going on. So. Uh, um, but it's not too bad, thankfully. I think he's going to be okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Sean, Sean is a young and upcoming player, and um, he's uh, he's he's very committed, and he's um, he's plenty of football. He's a good athlete, so he's. Uh, He's definitely an important part of um, our squad and his uh, performances thus far this season have reflected that. 
You know, the GA won't need me to tell them this. Of course, you know I've been for years. I've been um, banging that particular drum, and um, look, at it, I get it. It's quite political, and um, provincial councils um, have been established a long time, and feel they have a role and responsibility, and that their contribution is important to the GA. And uh, and while that is is definitely the case, I think. It's probably time to really have a, a proper review of the competition and and see what, who does this benefit? These big, big, um, big wins or big discrepancies between teams, and uh, is there is there a better mixture? You know, so my tune hasn't changed on that um, in a number of years, but this year is slightly different in terms of. We're now going to see step into the real competition, I think, and um, and that's going to be very interesting and very exciting. So it's it's hard to accommodate everybody. I get that, and uh, and I'm sure it's very much on the GA and the Central Council and Congress's own radar in terms of what what to do with the provincial competitions, and it's something I'm sure they're going to look at. Yeah, but Desi, obviously your perspective has to be about what's what's best for Dublin as well, and it, it doesn't really help Dublin, does it? That you um, yeah, it, it didn't help Dublin playing in Division Two this year. I would have said, uh, never mind the, the provincial title. So, uh, um, look, at we're we're very conscious, of, obviously, with our Dublin hat on, uh, very conscious of how, how our season has gone thus far. And while today was very pleasing, um, we still have only played Division Two or Division Four teams this season uh, thus far. So, there's a big step up in class coming, and it's, it's coming at us very quickly. Uh, we've just come in two weeks now and uh, they, they've been wholly impressive um, all season and have some really good games under their belts against stiff competition that we have probably yet to face maybe bar uh, two weeks ago against Kildare so it's um, um, they you know that's that's going to be a challenge for us and we need to be ready for that yeah. Yeah, probably an opposition kick out. Um, we were quite focused on it coming into this game, and it was good to see that come together for us. Um, you know, but to be fair, you're probably focused on it in every game, and there's a lot to focus on in every game. So it's uh, you get some pieces of it right some days, and other pieces you don't. So it's uh, that worked well for us today. Just two guys who weren't in the 26. You mentioned maybe the signs that asked that they need exams. Yeah. Yeah, they um, mix exams. I think early this week, so he'll um, and he's been training away. To be fair to him, and but he, just to take a bit of pressure off him, uh, uh, we excused him for he excused or looked to be excused from this, which we've no problem with uh, because it's he's a real big set of exams coming up, and um, he's looking forward to getting them over and being able to um, commit. In, in the way that he needs to, as you know, he needs to. And unfortunately, he's had an injury and he's working his way back and working hard at rehab. So we hope to have him in two weeks' time as well. Uh, is Evan Comerford 
Yeah, Evan is training with us. Uh, he's back in the mid, he's back on the pitch this week. Desi, you're likely to need the squad depth over this new format. How pleased was it today of what the lads off the bench did? I think it was two two discord amongst the fellas. Yeah, that came on. yeah. I, I think this year probably more, more than any in recent um, squad depth is going to be really really important. You're bound to pick up injuries given the schedule, and um, you know, and Ashley Fellas form, Dipper confidence, ebbs and flows. So it's uh, having having a strong squad and depth in the squad is going to be really, really important. Obviously, we've got a couple of additions back this year, which will help with that. But um, very pleased with how the younger players. I think we've 22 new players in in the last two years out of a squad of 38. So it's a significant number, and how how they've found their feet and are now very comfortable in their own skin amongst the group and are really driving on and pushing on and that all helps. You know. do, you, do you feel your defence has been tested sufficiently this year? I know you alluded to Division 3 football. Yeah, play, yeah. yeah I, I think that's a very fair comment, you know, and, uh, and, and those tests are coming down the tracks very, very quickly. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Mickey, as well, the assessment of your own team's performance, first of all, I mean, obviously you're all against a very good side there. What did you feel of Lowe's own performance? Well, I suppose, I mean, uh, we started well. Um, it was an intense first 15 minutes or so, and we were with it, you know, ball for ball there, I suppose. But um, when they stole a march on us then, up till about the last five or six minutes of the half. I thought we performed well again to keep ourselves just sort of credible, you know, company. Um, but then in the second half, got a few points back at the start, but then they just took over. It's just, they're just a very good side and, and we're not at that level just now. And I suppose you have to stand toe to toe with teams like this to learn that lesson. It's a harsh lesson for the players because um, it's one thing getting beaten, it's another thing getting battered. And really that's what happened to us today. But sometimes that happens in football and, uh, you know, you, you, you have to learn from every outcome and you like when you win things and you like when you make good comebacks and stuff like that and, and sometimes you have to just hold up your hands and say Dublin are a very good team and they're, and they're just that much ahead of us at the moment. And there's no margin for error against this Dublin <coughs> team, the experience they have, Mickey, and a couple of straight passes, maybe when it was fairly close, once they got a run on you, they got, what, 110 without reply, very mm. difficult, difficult to come back from that sort of a situation. Absolutely. You have to be on the ball when you're playing a team of their quality, and I suppose uh, Dublin would have a bit of angst within them because people were starting to doubt their ability. And um, I think they've said a, a made a, a statement today. I'm not saying that that you know that statement is against a, a team that's playing regularly in Division One, but to make that statement against a team like Louth, who are progressing, they're, they're climbing the ladder, and I feel they're a decent side. And and to get that sort of a lesson from Dublin suggests to me that they have got a bit of angst in their game again. That, that. So how does it break Dublin's momentum? Ah, uh, it's it's just I don't know. I suppose we were our own worst enemy to some extent, in that you know we were playing kickouts to the middle of the field and we'd been winning those kind of balls in other games, but Dublin were prepared for it and probably we didn't adjust. They were breaking a lot of ball there. We'd we'd either be getting or you know controlling for ourselves, and um, they're so sharp on the break there. 
and um, they they pressed very high that didn't give us much of an option for the, the short kick to get away so they obviously are, are good a good team and well structured and well prepared to meet the opposition they're meeting I mean they, they obviously knew our game plans very well and um, we kind of made that work for them uh, it's very difficult to change that while the game's going on as you say uh, being able to get speaking to people is not easy and I have to say like the Louth crowd there were just wonderful I mean when we were in the game and playing with a bit of you know tenacity and a bit of energy they were just loving it as well and that was a lovely atmosphere for 10 or 15 minutes but unfortunately we didn't give them much to cheer about after that maybe other than the 5 or 6 minutes before half time and the few minutes at the start of the second half but after that Dublin just took over and they're just superior to where we are at the moment and obviously there are a few players back there today that hadn't been starting when you take Scully and McCaffrey and Howard into the team I think you're adding a lot of quality to it and and that was a a brave welcome that we got when the team was lined out and these three men are starting not not on the subs bench so um, they had plenty of good players on before that and then when you put these three in they're kind of just at a level that we're not capable of dealing with right now platform in a lot of winning outcomes this year is in kickouts and when we feel that period with blitz came for staff it was beating all hands down it was, it was because it wasn't even the Dublin were getting them clean all of the time they were, they were breaking them and breaking them into their advantage and we seemed to miss the breaks either we were in too late or we were too far away from them you know so look it's a lesson we have to learn and you know it's, 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 a, it's a harsh lesson today but you look at you just have to hold your hands up I, I've been in places before where we got very <laughs> poor outcome it's not the end of the world it's it's another process of learning what can you learn from that and how can you adjust it and fix it and we haven't much time because the group that we're in now <laughs> doesn't really possess second rate teams either so um, we, we have a lot of thinking to do and a lot of preparation to do to, to try and sort of grab back some credibility of, of being having the right to be in, in, in at this level of the championship yeah. Yeah. I've always sort of considered that it's very easy to look back on a game on a videotape when it's over and, and be wonderfully smart, you know, and there's lots of people who can do that. Um, it's not that easy when you're standing on the line having to deal with it. Um, so you know, you do what you think is good. When we, we, we played Dublin in the league, and I know they hadn't the same personnel on the pitch, but I thought we, we held our own very well in that game. And I suppose we had no reason to doubt that we couldn't make a game of it again this time. But as it transpired today, we weren't able to do that. And it means we, you gotta, you're always got to be thinking. you always got to you know, see what, what works, what doesn't work. And then when, even when things work sometimes you find that other people can unlock the things that work for you so it's a learning process for all of us on and off the field and and we'll have to pick up the pieces and see what we can learn from it and see how we can perform to a higher level ourselves in the next few games the court game was always you know assuming that you were going into that group that was always going to be the most 
when they want for you. How tough is this situation now to be heading into that probably the most important match in the group for you to try and get? Well, I suppose every other team in the group will be saying we're the winnable game, you know. So, so Cork will be saying we're the winnable game, and that's that's understandable. And we played them in the league, of course, but they were missing a few players that day, and we got a result. Um, so, yeah, it's it's I suppose it's it's not going to be easy. Any game we go out to play from here on, it's not easy because you're at the at the tough end of the season now. But look at uh, it's it's experience. These players will they learn from the experience. Um, it's kind of going to be like a wee taster for what Division 1 would be like if you're ever in it. So maybe for a team like Louth to get a taste for that without actually having to be in it right now mightn't be a bad thing for their progression. Just a, a few words about Sam Mulroy because he had a very good performance today. Obviously, he was scoring 10, I think. And obviously, he got good service, but you know, he, he put up a good performance today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I I wouldn't expect anything else. I mean, people were talking about him the last time and, and they didn't factor in that he'd been out for about seven or eight weeks with a, a serious hamstring injury. And ultimately, when it was needed the last day, he, he popped up with the, the vital score. So, he, you know, quality's quality and star quality, star quality, and, and Sam is certainly all of that. This hasn't the capacity to set him back in any way now. It all depends how you deal with it. It could set you back if you choose to let it set you back. But if you decide to learn from it and you decide that you start to climb out of that sort of poor place that you're in right now, then then it can be a good thing. So it is what we'll make it. We can make it uh, something that that deflates us entirely and and you know sends us in a spin where we can say there's a, a, a position that. If you want to try and get there, there's lots of things to be done. So get to work on them. You won't get there in, in one step. It'll take it a step at a time. It'll take progress can be slow, but you know as long as it's forward moving, it doesn't have to be a rocket. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Talking point number one. Ah, yes, yeah. The rocket has to be as long as it's moving. Doesn't have to be a rocket. Yeah, we have to keep moving as a as a county. And look at my talking point number one is the golf. And the reason I'm writing golf is because it was always the worry, it was always the nag, it was always the logical thought process that we're going to go against a really formidable Dublin effort with a real focused mind, with return players wanting to get game time into the legs. And a management team that wants to get more silverware and just keep that big wheel keep turning, and that's why it was just that's why just knock point number one, absolutely crushing. You can get all the talking points patreon.com forward slash loud and proud. Loads of stuff on there as well. Still worth listening back to in terms of progress and entertainment as well. But yeah, the golf was just there across the, across the field. Fitness, physicality, naivety, quick mindsets. Um, just their ability to even their kickouts and the smoothness, the efficiency of scoring, taking the goals, the defensive, how to do it, just everything is just top top notch, and you have to hand it to them. Like it's, uh, I get into loads more in terms of how better that will suit us and what will suit us even better as well. And then here's another, here's another talking point. Talking point number two. It's the same score we got in 2019 at Pomlin below in Port Leash. 5.21 to 10 points that day so 5 points 
in, we got 15 today so 5 points is the difference in that day and today like it, it's just it's just so hard to get up there and to be really good to be dubbing you have to be all all like everything has to be ticked everything has to be covered everything has to be built upon everything has to be serious every execution has to be so so good and so sharp that even like gaining those five points is massive it's like a couple of league divisions but still it's it just shows how commanding they are and what work and what how much we have to move and keep progressing um, to be to be fair and look at they're the standard bearers and you know you want to be competing with them uh, but there was that worry that you did feel coming into it and yeah yeah that's that, that that's the first two talking points so that is all the talking points on the talking point podcast um crushing day but a really like a heartening day in one sense as well um and also some good news let's finish with some good news the loud ladies are making it through to the semi-final intermediate championship by the skin of their teeth by one point on the score difference that means they'll play Kildare and it'll be I think it's awfully wax for now in the, in the other uh, in the other semi-final that'll be next Sunday 24th probably down in the Kildare venue so that's the intermediate um, Leinster championship there is an All-Ireland championship after that but it will affect their seed so they're still, have, they're still in it and have a great chance to win it unfortunately the Horrors were beaten by two points against Donegal that'll come down the wire next week against Armagh in Armagh as well so that's it that's all the talking points do let me know yours let me know your thoughts on the day and did I miss anything uh, outrageous or that needs to be addressed as well I'll have plenty more on the podcast. I'll leave all about the show around five tours tonight. That'll be live again, probably about half nine, a quarter past nine, something like that. So you get your full flavour and the whole lot. We'll have we'll be looking ahead to that big game against Cork in a fortnight's time. The miners are out this Tuesday in Tullamore. Uh, another big game there for those boys. We're great to get them into a semi final final four in the country, in the county in the province so that'll be great as well so best of luck to them and there'll be loads more stuff in between might even get time now to do the transfer pod right on a disappointed lens the final day thanks very much for um, listening and stay strong let's keep going as loud people as loud supporters and let's keep enjoying the, the more we can get used to these days the better the more our players get used to it the more our fans will become sharper more um, polished as a whole entity so let's hope this is a building block let's hope this is a big step and we'll take it like Mickey says how we want to take it positively right good luck bye bye and thanks for listening to episode 244 the Loud and Proud podcast